Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman races against death in a valiant effort to save the mysterious sleeping beauty found at sea. She's paler, Doctor, and her hands are dry and hot. I was afraid of that. She's dehydrating. The body is losing moisture. Well, shall we try giving her water? I'm afraid she can't swallow it. No? No, that won't work. I have some pills here at the hospital that may help, at least temporarily. Can I come right over for them? It's been 60 miles from where you are, Mr. I know, but I I think I... Two hours or more to get here, right? Maybe not. Just stand by. We'll work this out. Try to picture a situation, gang, in which you wake up in the morning hungry as a bear. You jump out of bed, clean your teeth, wash, dress, then dash into the dining room or kitchen for your breakfast. But when you get there, you are greeted by the sight of your mother's sad face and her broken-hearted announcement that there is nothing to eat in the house. No food at all. Sounds impossible, doesn't it? You can't believe anything like that is possible ever, anywhere. Well, let me tell you how wrong you are. Because there are many places in the war-torn world today where scenes like the one I just described to you happen almost every day. That's right. As a matter of fact, nearly half of all the children in the world, about 230 million of them in Europe and Asia, are almost always hungry. Many of them are sick, very sick, as a result of being undernourished and improperly dressed. Can you think of a more unhappy situation than that? And can you think of anyone who needs your help more than those 230 million unfortunate boys and girls? I'll bet you can. What can you do about it? Plenty. Here's one thing you lucky boys and girls of America can do. You can join the newly organized crusade for children and lend your efforts to the campaign to make life more bearable and far more pleasant for those sick, hungry, and unhappy children in Europe and Asia. This is your chance to do your part to help boys and girls like yourself to grow up strong and healthy, and by so doing, deserve the gratitude of those children who will someday grow up to help you make this a world of peace and plenty for all. In a little while, I'll tell you more, so keep listening. And now, the adventures of Superman! Fishing off the coast of Florida on Editor Perry White's boat, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and young Jimmy Olsen noticed a mysterious glow on the horizon. Investigating, they found a strangely beautiful barge, hand-carved and brilliantly painted, floating on the water some five miles offshore. As they drew closer to the craft, they were attacked without warning by a small bird whose shape and color they could not see because of the blinding phosphorescent light surrounding it. Understanding, finally, that they meant no harm, 
the bird allowed Kent and Lois to board the barge, where, to their amazement, they found a beautiful young girl either dead or in a deep sleep. As we continue now, the mysterious barge has been towed into shore and is tied up at a pier. In the gathering darkness, Kent and Lois look on anxiously as a doctor summoned by the Coast Guard examines the girl. There are long moments of silence. Then, finally, the doctor speaks. I'm afraid there's very little I can tell you, Mr. Kent, Miss Lane. Well, at least she's not dead. No, but uh, she's in a peculiar state of unconsciousness, the like of which I have never seen nor heard of in all my 20 years of medical practice. And I believe that unless she's awakened within the next few hours, she'll die. What's that? That's the bird that was with her on the boat. Seems to understand what you're saying. It's uncanny. It makes chills run up and down my spine. Isn't there anything we can do, Doctor? Hadn't we better get her to a hospital as soon as possible? Unfortunately, the nearest hospital is 60 miles from here. In her condition, I don't think she should be moved that far. We could probably make her comfortable at the hotel, Lois. I'll run over to the Coast Guard office and get the keys to Mr. White's car. He's there with Jimmy, giving them a report. Oh, that uh, won't be necessary, Mr. Kent. I can drop you off. Oh. I've taken a sample of her blood. I think I'll spend the next few hours in the hospital laboratory making some tests in an effort to solve this thing. Uh, Your hotel is on the way. That'll be fine, Doctor. Uh, If you'll take my bag, Miss Lane, I'll help Mr. Kent carry it. Oh, yes, Doctor. I can manage alone. She's not very heavy. There we are. Light as a feather. Count, be careful. The bird is liable to attack you. Oh, I don't think so. Strange how he resents it the moment anyone touches the girl. Yes, you go on ahead, Lois. Open the car door. What about the bird? Chances are he'll follow us. Go ahead. Count, look out! Oh, good Lord. What happened? It's all right. It's all right. Just flew down and landed on her shoulder. It's almost human the way he refuses to be separated from her. I don't understand. I think he realizes we're friendly. Get the car door open, Lois. We have no time to waste. I suppose all we can do is sit and wait, mm-hmm. almost like a death watch. Oh, incidentally, the chief and Jimmy don't know we're at the hotel. What about that? They'll find us. What's the answer to all this, Clark? Oh, golly, if I knew, Lois, we wouldn't be sitting here with an unconscious girl stretched out on the bed and a strange bird perched at the foot of it, guarding her. Well, at least we solved one mystery. What's that? We learned that the bird glows only in the dark. Oh. He's about size of a crow, isn't he? A little smaller, I'd say. Deep red, except for the two yellow spots on either side of his bill. There goes that mournful whistle again. Yeah. It keeps repeating it over and over. Uh-huh. Every two or three minutes. Almost as though he would try to tell us something. Oh, now, look, Clark, don't make things any worse than they are. Uh-huh. All we need to drive us completely out of our minds is a talking bird. Oh, I meant to ask you, what? what about that business of the barge being built in 1202? I don't know. That's what it said on the nameplate. The good ship Illyria, built in the year of our Lord, 1202. Well, that's impossible. Let's see, 1202, that would make it 700 and... 746 years 46 ago. 46 years ago. Isn't that ridiculous? It hardly seems likely, but... Wait. What's the matter? She seems to be getting paler, Lois. Oh, no. Quick, feel her hands. They're hot and dry. Clark, she's dying. Take it easy now. Don't get panicky. Yes, but we're, we're so helpless. There's nothing we can do. Oh, that must be the doctor. I'll take it. Hello. 
Mr. Kent? Yes, Doctor. Oh, I'm at the hospital laboratory. Yes? Uh, we've made a few tests, but haven't found anything yet. Oh. Has there been any change? Why, yes. She seems to be getting paler, and her hands are hot and dry. Oh, I was afraid of that. She's dehydrating. I beg your pardon? Uh, she's dehydrating. Her body is losing water, drying up. Oh, what do you, think, uh, uh, you see, Mr. Kent, uh, once the body dries out, well, that's the end. I see. Well, is, isn't there any way of preventing that? Only with the proper equipment. I've always been under the impression, Doctor, that human beings could go without food and water for days and they weeks. Can go without food, but not water. Oh, well, what would you suggest? I have some pills here at the laboratory that would at least temporarily stop the dehydration, but there's no way of getting them to you in time. Well, now, perhaps I could arrange to have them picked up. How? I don't know at the moment, but where is the laboratory? It's a uh, two-story gray building adjoining the hospital here in Palm City. It's 60 miles from where you are. I'll see what I can do. Uh, in the meantime, can we try feeding her some water? I doubt whether she'll swallow it, but there's no harm trying. Very well, Doctor. Thank you. I'll call you again if the tests we're making turn up anything. Right. Well, what is it? We've got to work fast, Well, Rose. I know that, but what do we do? Get a handkerchief or a towel or something, wet it, and put it against her mouth. What in the world is that for? Never mind. Just do it. Where are you going? You've got to find an eyedropper somewhere. I'll be right back. Lock the door behind me. Oh, 16 miles to Palm City. That's not too bad, but I've got to work fast. Out of these clothes. <clears throat> Only a few minutes to get those pills from the hospital laboratory. As Superman. There's a window at the end of the hall. Now, up with it. Out! And away! Up through the night sky travels Superman, swifter than a rocket, his red cape streaming in the wind. Faster almost than the speed of light, he streaks over the quiet seaside. Soon he leaves the ocean shore behind him and approaches the inland city where the hospital laboratory is located. His amazingly keen eyes peer down, trying to locate the building he is looking for. For a moment he hesitates. Then he swoops toward one building. Then another. There it is. Two-story gray building. I see the laboratory on the top floor. Down to a window ledge. Down! There we are. Now up for the window. What in heaven's name? What do you mean, breaking in like this? I'm I... sorry. Oh, it's Superman. Forgive me if I started you, Doctor, but I had to get in as quickly as possible. Well, uh, what is it you want? Uh, some medicine. Pills, I think. Clark Kent oh, said... Oh, yes, this. yes, of course. I have them right here. Good. Oh, there. There you are. Thank you. The directions are on the bottle. Good. Now, I'll leave the way I came, if you don't mind. Oh, of course not. Thank you again, Doctor. Uh, don't mention it. I only hope they work. I hope so, too. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Out and away! <laughs> Breaking into the sky again, Superman once more calls on his mighty muscles for their last ounce of speed. Will he arrive in time? And if he does, will the medicine save the strange, unconscious girl? We'll return in a moment to find out. So keep listening. Give me just a moment, gang, to answer some of your questions about how to help the starving children overseas. First, join the crusade for children. What is that? Well, the Crusade for Children is a nationwide organization designed to enlist the active aid of America's boys and girls in a drive to raise funds with which to buy food, clothing, and medicines for the sick and starving children of Europe and Asia. Who is behind this drive? The Crusade for Children is sponsored by the American Overseas Aid and the United Nations Appeal for Children. How can you join the Crusade for Children? There are no application blanks to fill out, no membership fees, no cards, no buttons or identification. 
You simply decide that you must do your part to help those boys and girls who are so much less fortunate than you are. From there on, you do everything you can to raise funds. You may canvass your family and friends as well as your neighbors. Get a group of other boys and girls to help you give a play or party for which you charge admissions. Make and sell cookies. In short, do everything you can to raise money no matter how much or how little. Then turn the money into your city's headquarters for the American Overseas Aid and United Nations Appeal for Children. Remember that every penny you turn in will help in part to save the half of your own generation that is so desperately struggling for life in parts of Europe and Asia. Keep in mind that 230 million sick and starving boys and girls are looking to you, counting on you, not to let them down. Don't let them down, gang. Put your shoulder to the wheel. Do everything you can to save those children. And you will help to save the future of the world. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Hurtling through the darkness, the Man of Steel covers 10 miles, 20 miles, 50 miles in the space of seconds, and finally drops to the open window of the hotel corridor he left a bare few minutes ago. Quickly, he dons Clark Kent's clothes and horn-rimmed glasses hidden under his wide, flowing cape. That done, he steps to the locked door of the room where Lois Lane is watching over the mysteriously unconscious girl. Who is it? It's Clark. Open up, Lois. I've got the pills, Lois. Now we can... What? What's the matter? Clark. She... She's dead. Stunned and bewildered, Clark Kent stands in the doorway, staring at the still white figure on the bed. For the first time in his life, he realizes that even Superman has failed. And more important... The secret of who the strange young girl is and how she came to be afloat on the ocean will be lost forever. Or will it? There's a surprise in store for all of us in tomorrow's tense and exciting episode. So be sure to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for Chapter 3 of The Mystery of the Sleeping Beauty on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. I have to admit that uh, the mischievous side of my personality was toying with the idea after they made all of those pronouncements, saying, well, that's all. Join us on Sunday for our next serial. Uh, this one's just not going to be resolved. But that wouldn't have been nice, and besides, they came around with the... Uh, Part 3 Notice. This one is somewhat unique because I can't recall a serial that has had a plot twist that seems to so totally torpedo the entire point of the episode, of the story. I mean, certainly 
There are stories that have ended with a character in a bind. But never something that if it's, if that's all there is, well then that's all there is for this story. But I think this is moving along at a good pace and there's a lot of great questions that I hope we sincerely get answers to. And given uh, the actual length of the story, we probably should. I also had to admit, I found it just hilarious in the first part with, uh, Perry White on the boat and everybody give him orders and him objecting and they're saying, well, we're not meaning to give you orders and then they just start, keep on giving him orders. He keeps obeying them and griping the whole way. It was just absolutely hilarious to me as I was listening to this, uh, in the car. So overall, a solid start and we'll be back with part three on Sunday. In the meantime, send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us and uh, be sure and rate the show on iTunes and pick up your copy of Speed Trap. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.